You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at WatchOnPremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, movies, music, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh... I'm either uh, hungover or still drunk. I'm trying to figure out which one. Uh, had some friends reach out. You know, uh, me and Mrs. Meany was you know watching TV, and they're like, "Hey, we're at McCusker's. Come hang out." We're like, "Oh, we'll stop by for a few." And uh, by a few turned into uh, four four in the morning, uh, like four hours ago. I was sitting on my couch, drink, still drinking PBR and watching Live Aid from Philly. And I was like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> oh, I got. I should probably go to bed. I got to record a podcast in a couple of hours. Yeah, right. So I normally save seltzers for as meanie, but yeah. I need all the liquids I could get right now. So I got my bowl and basket, black cherry. Ooh, bowl and basket. What I call uh, call my underpants and my balls. And I also have a sparkling <laughs> ice lemon lime here. <laughs> so. And we're gonna. You'll Sandman, and I'm just gonna twist the top. And yeah, uh, there's no fucking pageantry to this shit. No. Today, so. Get the nice little uh, sizzle there, a little sizzle reel for y'all. Get the pinkies I'm probably up. Probably going right back. Oh yeah, I'm probably going right back to fucking bed after this. I was gonna say yeah, dude, you gotta go get get your sleep, man. Uh, Welcome to another week with us, y'all. We are so glad for you to be here. Also, shout out to the Pod Squad. Happy to have y'all here. Uh, sign up right now at Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meaning. Join us every week and see us belch into the microphone. You also missed an incredible <sighs> meanie fart. Right before we started recording, so that's why you got to sign up for the Patreon for that's that. Right. Get get a lot of this. Sometimes this. Sometimes this, <laughs> and definitely this. Yeah, of course. So it sounded like I was checking a catch prostate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a high quality shit, brother. Love it. And then, and and then the cat like they went. <laughs> it was really that was quite a noise, man. That was quite a quite a loud one uh, that yeah. we might have to we might have to put into the uh, the board into the board here uh, to incorporate it. Um, also, we want to give a shout out to all of our listeners down south right now in Florida. Georgia, yeah. South Carolina, North Carolina, anybody who's affected by the hurricane right now. We'll share some links to help out, and uh, if you need to donate uh, to any hurricane relief funds. A lot of people got really hammered by I, uh, by Ian, rather. I'm sorry, Ivan. Um, we're actually experiencing a little bit of rain up here in lovely, sunny Philadelphia area. And, yeah, I uh, yeah, hope everybody's all right down there. I know Vanessa just said that uh, working overnight during a hurricane, <clears throat> excuse me, ain't much fun. I can't imagine it would be. Holy shit. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. So glad everybody is here today with us in good it's, spirits. It's the season. It's the uh, hurricane season. Yeah. So, I, I, I remember when I was a kid when we were living in Atlantic City, you know, hurricanes would come through like Hurricane Gloria. And uh, we would have to go up to Philly to stay at their, you know, a relative's house or whatever, just just in case. And, uh, yeah, some crazy times. But uh, I was watching some of the, the videos and holy shit. Yeah. Like there's... There's this one time lapse video where, you know, this is the street at X, X, you know, hour in the morning. And by the time, you know, later in the day, the, the 
water was all the way up to the the fucking camera, which was like on the street side, a street pole. It's crazy. So, it's crazy. Feel bad, man. Feel bad. You yeah. know the people have to go through that shit, but you know it's yeah. It like I said, tis the season. It's fucking hurricane. Hurricane season's no joke. Now Courtney's uh, Courtney's aunt and uncle live down there in Fort Myers, Florida, and oh, okay. they're they're okay as far as we know. We haven't heard from them yet, but um, I know that I guess other family members have heard from them, um, and their house is just fucking. I can't even imagine that they that the house is still standing because Fort Myers got annihilated. So yeah, um, yeah. That's, uh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, I reached out to you know some of my friends who live down there. Just you know, hopefully they're okay. And, yeah, you know, everybody I reached out to was okay, so I'm happy for that. But you know, my heart still goes out to those people affected. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's it's a shame. It's uh, this stuff is never really fun. It's never you know, never a good thing. Um, so we'll get some links up on our social media. We'll make sure that we share it. We share it with y'all. Share it to everybody, you know, donate what you can. Um, speaking of uh, Florida, man, I wanted to talk about something right off the bat. I want to do a little sports t- uh, nice. conversation. Um, and I'm going to butcher the last name, so you probably have to help me here. Tua. That's all you need to say. Tua. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. I, I unfortunately saw, I, I'm not good with that kind of stuff. Like, I don't like seeing graphic, violent, like, really serious shit. Um, that was... Probably one of the most uncomfortable videos I've watched in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and that is a very real head injury, folks. Like, like, don't, you know, nothing funny about this. Like, if you watch him after he, t- first of all, that guy fucking threw him down. Like, it looked like he fucking threw him down purposeful, and I was fucking angry watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, way harder than he should have, too. You know, like, right. like, like, I can feel the anger rising in me about it, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But anyway... He's on the ground, and his hands start spasming. Yeah, and that's like I can't, I can't, that's, I cannot express or enforce enough how serious of a head injury that is for someone to do that. Yeah, when your hands start spasming like that, it's cervical. You know, uh, and well, the thing is, he was he got hit the week before, and. Uh, he stood up and got all spaghetti legged and went down and everybody was amazed that, you know, somehow he was allowed to, you know, play in the second half. Yeah. And then uh, you know, Chris Nowinski, who's been leading the charge for, you know, you know, brains and CTE. The, the CTE fight you know, fight, you know, you know, leading the charge in CTE uh research. That's the words I was looking for. Right. He he tweeted before that game, the second game. You know, if he plays, this is a major setback. Yeah. You know, if he gets two brain injuries in a week, that's that could be fatal. And, yeah. Uh, not not much long long after that fucking tweet is when the Tua thing happened on uh, Thursday night football, and it, it was scary, man. It's scary shit. You know, just uh, the brain's no fucking joke. What fucks me up too is like the uh, you know the fact that they let this guy play after he received that first end head injury. Stephen A. Smith, I just pulled it up. Uh, I was looking at it last night too. Stephen A. Smith, um, he's saying someone should be fired for this. Yeah. And honestly, absolutely, you're yeah. going to put a fucking guy out there. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to rant. This is not the place for me to do this. I'm just angry about no, this well, because it's it's so fucking I, I, scary to see yeah, a young and man. It, and it just it just happened. So yeah, like to see a young man have two back-to-back fucking head injuries and the guy's got spaghetti legs on the field and you put him back on the fucking field to play again the following day and these jackasses on the other team know that his fucking head is all those scrambled eggs right now and this yeah. who who was the guy to tackle him uh i can't i can't think off off the, off the top of my head I, I don't know who the opposing player uh, was yeah. for the Bengals, but yeah. like it just it, it's crazy like what the fu- like have some fucking sense in your head. Like, I, I just, it looked perp from, to me, and again, I don't play sports, but like watching this, it's like, what was the necessity to pull him down that hard? What was the necessity well, to be, drag him that fucking hard and throw him back on his back like that? Well, he, he, he shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. But, right, you know. that's, exactly. That's, I mean, that's, right. that to me, that's the whole thing is like, this guy literally fell over during the play. 
he got back up and fell yeah. over again. If that's not a telltale sign that he should not be playing. I, yeah, I mean, and, 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 you, know, for, for, you know, forget, you know, players going, oh, I'm good, I can go. Sometimes you have to protect the players from themselves, you know. Same with wrestlers, you know. Wrestlers are more than willing to work hurt, you know. Well, back in the day, you know, if you don't, you didn't work, you didn't get paid. And in some instances, that's still true. And you guys work through shit. But uh, sometimes you have to be the adult in the room and go, uh, no, you're going to sit this one out and uh, rest up. They have a uh, more than qualified backup in Teddy Bridgewater who, uh, you know, kept them in the game, you know, but he should have been, Teddy should have been starting the game this week, you know. Yeah. Or he should have stayed in the game last week after the first head injury, but uh, scary shit. I'm a, I'm a subscriber in the fact that, like, you know, and it kind of goes back to, like, you know, you can have conversations about this with, like, the 9-11 footage or even, like, you know, to bring into a wrestling context, um, you know, Biggie's neck injury, something recent, or even the, oh, yeah. the Owen Hart fall, right? Which, thankfully, no one has ever seen footage of that, which I hope there is none. Um. I'm not a subscriber in continuing to replay this stuff. Like WWE did that when Biggie broke his neck. That was very traumatic to watch. Um, the same thing with this. Like it sounds like the Thursday night football played it again in the fourth quarter. Um, it's all over the news. Like I really don't need to see this man spasming. I don't need to see his finger spasming. Like I don't, I don't need to see his brain stop functioning for, for a period of 30 seconds to a minute. We, we don't need to see this. We can just, just describe it. Talk about yeah. it, or even just say he suffered a very severe head injury. Mm-hmm. We, I, I don't. How do you feel about that? Does that does that make you uncomfortable to watch that stuff? Uh, I'm used to it. You know, just I don't know if it's whether you know. I'm just so used to watching hard hits in football in general, and uh, when they replayed, I was you know, it's like it sucks to watch, but you know, you know what. I got. I can see where other people might not want to see that again. So, like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's uh, just me being uh, used to seeing hard hits like that and stuff like that, right? But uh, yeah, it, it was a little bit uh, gratuitous with the uh, the replays there. Yeah. So it just, uh, you know, um, my my thoughts go out to him. Hopefully, he he they they we should give him the next you know two to three weeks off and let him. Heal. I mean, the head coach is like, well, you know, he, 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 you know, he was talking fine afterwards on the plane. We're watching videos on the phone. I was like, I don't care. You know, right. um, yeah, the guy just got his fucking, you know, he just got rocked. Right. He got his bell rocked. You know? Yeah. 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 Just, uh, doesn't matter his mood. He, he, he shouldn't have been in the game. And that's, uh, that goes from, you know, the coach all the way up to, you know, the ownership, you know, or, or whoever cleared him to play that game, they're responsible. Because, you know, it's not like uh, a football, football team's done things to, uh, it's not, not like they haven't done things to cut people's career short. I mean, like, look at, like, RG3, you know, his career was cut short yeah. because they didn't protect him, you know. You know, he wound up uh, getting hurt and they wanted him to play hurt and, his career got cut short by injuries, you know. Um, and the the the, uh, the kid from Indianapolis Colts, who I keep forgetting his name, uh, the quarterback who uh, retired like two days before you know, the preseason started. Mm. I mean, before the season started, because he was just tired of dealing with the injuries, you know. Right. And uh, he's tired of injuries, tired of going to rehab to uh, heal his injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, it happens, you know, and you now these owners and coaches and medical staffs are responsible for that. So, yeah, um, hopefully this doesn't do any long term damage, you know, so he can have a, uh, a, uh, a, a, have some kind of quality of life. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it's crazy. It, I'm, I'll be interested to see what the fallout is in the coming weeks because the NFL's got to say or do something about that. Well, that's the thing. Somebody, there, there has to be some kind of repercussion on this. Um, you know, again, and I'm pontificating. Um, you know, as we know, the NFL, <laughs> the NFL doesn't really stick to their morals a lot. Um, but I, I, I'm hopeful that someone will take responsibility for this and someone will stand up and do the right thing. 
Um, yeah. I think the NFL concussion protocol absolutely needs a revamp. I think app that totally needs a revision. Um, I mean, imagine Vince McMahon uh, not doing anything at all after the Chris yeah. Benoit thing. You know, I mean, look, like I, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. And again, I always have to preface these things, and we've done this before on multiple occasions on this show. No yeah. one here is defending what Chris Benoit did. No one is right. trying to say that anything he did was in any way, shape, or form acceptable. What we can right. say is that you can walk and chew gum at the same time and understand that there were forces at play that caused this man to do the things that he did. And understand that there was a severe level of brain injury that this man uh, uh, suffered during his career. And imagine Vince McMahon understanding these things and knowing this and being like, no, we're just going to let the guys continue to take uh, unprotected headshots. Like – Vince, at some point, that there's culpability there, right? It's the same thing with the NFL owners. It's the same thing with the owner of the Dolphins or the coach or the medical staff. You let this guy go back out on the field and take another hard hit to the head, and now his fucking fingers are spazzing up. Like, you, who's, who is responsible? Two brain, two brain injuries within four days of each other, four to five days of each other is, it's insane. It's, un, it's unacceptable. It's, 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 and it shouldn't have happened. I'm in complete agreement with Stephen A. Smith. Like, someone should be fucking fired for this. Someone should yeah. be termed for this because in any other place, if some, if there was a level of, 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 uh, ignorance or whatever the word is for this, if there was that level of malfeasance going on where this man has another brain injury, like, come on, you're, you're fired. Uh, Bailey, Andrew Bailey in the chat box was just saying here, it really reminded me of Eric Lindros's hit from Scott Stevens. Like the back of his head yeah. hitting the ground seems similar. And yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he was never the same after that. Eric Lundros was never the same after that hit. You know, he was he's coming across the ice, and yeah, I think everybody in the arena saw that hit coming, except for Eric Lundros, and uh, that was some scary shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way he went down and just kind of like was unconscious on the ice, just float, you know, just sliding around the ice, unconscious. It was scary shit, and then pretty much ended his career. I uh, I won't divulge this be like who this person is, um, but I recently found out that uh, that someone that I know has uh, CTE, um, and I spoke to this someone in this in this person's you know close close circle, and after some things that we had found out about them and and some things that were going on in their life, it was like well that really makes sense, it checks out yeah you know that yeah. the, the the immediate or the the, the gradual change in behavior and. You know, um, the addiction issues and other things that are going on in their life. It's like, wow, that, that is, you know, that makes sense. You know, obviously they can't, they can't diagnose that until, you right. know, unfortunately after death, but like all of the earmarks are there. And you, you think about it, you're like, holy shit, that, that, uh, that checks out. But, um, you know, two and I, we also, also Lucha had a good point. It's also up to the players union to make this an example and protect the players. Absolutely. The players oh, union, if I was the, the president, or whatever, you know, the head of the players union, I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs to anybody that could listen. Like, look at what they're doing. Look at this shit. Fuck, man. Yeah, even if the guy says he wants to play, nah. don't let him. Nah, fuck that, dude. You're out. You're benched. <coughs> yeah. You're benched until you know, until we know you're okay. Of course the guy's going to say, oh, I can go. He doesn't want to let his team or his teammates down or his fans down. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes you got to protect the players from themselves. Sure, and you're, you're going to still get paid to sit on the bench. You're still going to make your money, and as long as you can pass the you know the cat scans and everything else, then we'll let you back out. Also, take this yeah, cognitive they, test for the next three weeks. Fuck, yeah, man. They, they they have the the baseline tests for uh, concussions and stuff like that. So we just I hope that uh, Tua recovers quickly. Um, and again, you know, to echo you, meaning I hope that um, there's no long term injuries for him. I hope that right. everything gets squared away and that there's no issues. But, um, fuck dude, I was seething watching that the other day, like just yeah. so angry. And I had to, had to talk about it here on the air. Um, cause we talk sports here at mind of the meaning. Um, <laughs> but again, I don't want to, this is definitely not mind of the hour. So I don't, I didn't mean to pontificate there. Um, no. white rabbit, dude, more white rabbit <laughs> shit on WWE, man. It's gotta be Bray. It's gotta be. There's no other explanation. Yep. They had another, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, it, it's definitely got some buzz to it. It's got people talking and you know, that's a good thing. You know, for WWE and, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, which form, uh, Bray Wyatt comes back, you know, but, uh, 
super creative guy, and uh, the build up to this has been fantastic. It's just would, a matter of seeing when he decides to officially come back, you know. So I was thinking that that was what I was going to ask you was to because then we sort of talked about it a little bit. Yeah, Blue Rabbit. That's right. That's what it should have been. Really, I feel like that should have been the build up to Blue Dust. But I digress. Um, actually, maybe they'll do that when they induct Blue Meanie into the Hall of Fame in Philadelphia. <laughs> In two years, you're, are you listening, Hunter? Yeah, of course. Pay attention, please. Um, <laughs> hashtag, let's start the hashtag, Mini Hall of Fame 2024. Uh, I thought you were um, going to say hashtag Yokos. Yeah, hashtag Yokos. That should be the name of the show. Um, so I love this sort of guerrilla style uh, a marketing or guerrilla style approach to this because they haven't really acknowledged it on on air. Like it's there. It's, it's independent of... Of itself, how do you? How does the blue meanie feel about the uh, the gorilla style marketing and the gorilla style imperfections of uh, of the white rabbit? I love it. It's just uh, you know whether it's just a random uh, QR code on the uh, the announcer's desk or you know like the the eerie you know playing the music when there's nobody in the building and somebody just happens to be recording it. Yeah, you know this. It's 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 very. Very cool, and uh, it's it keeps you interested in the product. It keeps you looking for these little Easter eggs mm-hmm. that they're laying. You know, yep, no pun intended with the Easter Bunny, you know, White Rabbit or whatever. But uh, nah, it's definitely cool. It's definitely interesting. It's got people talking, and <laughs> trust me, if it's anybody other than Bray Wyatt, they're gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be. You're gonna turn a lot of people off. There's gonna know? be that's gonna be a shit show, dude. If I'm telling, like I, at this point, so they actually there was a like an 800 number. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful was re- reporting this. There was an 800 number inside of one of the rabbits, like an 855, and you call it, and it's in reverse. Mm-hmm. And I'll pull it up right now. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But basically, somebody turned a like reversed it. Oh, here it is. Hold on, I'll play it for you. Sure. Back, back to the beginning here. So he spells out Bel Air and then says, I am, you know, I am the way to the city of woe, which is part of an old Bray Wyatt promo from, I think, uh, FCW. But the fact that he spells out Bel Air, I'm like, okay, well, that, that should be your, that should be your number right there. Like you should be aware that like Alexa Bliss is probably going to turn because now she's tweeting stuff and, uh, yeah. No man, if, if there's anybody else but Bray, I I just I don't I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine how how awful that would go over. That's definitely his voice too. Right, right. Oh, Lucha, that's what I was going to mention. So my son actually figured this out last night, James, because James has been like turned off from wrestling for a while since Bray left, and Cross kind of brought him back. Friend of the show, also we should mention, Karrion Cross, um, mm-hmm. aka top fucking guy. Um, there's a Bray figure. Where he's dressed up as either a magician or he's got the top hat from like Alice in Wonderland. When you pull up the link for the video that came up last night, at the top of the link it said 1911. And on the toy, on his hat, are the numbers 1911. And I wondered, I went on tour when the when the the action figure came out and he was dressed up, I said, What the fuck is this? Like I've never seen this part on the on the program. And here now it's all sort of tying together. So I don't know, man. I'm excited to see where this goes. And uh yeah. I'm uh I'm hyped. But uh <laughs> what else is going on with you, man? What else is new in the in the world of, of the bluest meanie? What's shaking? Ah oh, man, just uh still recovering from London. Yeah. Just, uh we are only there a couple days, but like you know, just getting used to uh still trying to get back into the swing of, you know, you know, uh, U.S. time, which is weird, but uh, you know, it's totally, uh, you know, like Mrs. Meany, she uh, she's a night owl, and sometimes she'll you know be up all night while I'm sleeping, and she'll fall asleep as I'm waking up, and like her, she's totally on my sleep schedule now, and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like one of those things. Like we're only there for a couple of days, but we're still kind of like. 
feeling it, yeah. you know, so to speak. But um, yeah, I was, I was uh, speaking of London and the uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute. It's like I was so bummed out because I thought they were going to show the uh, L.A. tribute. Right. Oh, hold on. I, I, I got some breaking news. Hold on. Boy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm going to get a call from Carl. You're like, Jesus Christ, man. That is horrific. That that blew out the speakers in my house. Dude, I fucking, I sat right back into it. it was like, <laughs> talk about fucking, talk about self-rib. That's right, Fuck. dude. Meanies in Technicolor, you guys. Fuck, that's fucking warm. Oh, man, are you sure you didn't shake yourself? Do you need to check? I shit my nostrils. <laughs> poop. All them poop yeah. particles. I can't remember what regular air smells like. <laughs> Fucking crack a window. Hold on. Good God, man. It's the shits. You good? Man. <laughs> Those Paps farts literally are the fucking worst, man. I'm telling you, there's there is nothing worse than Paps farts. It smells like blood. Oh man! <laughs> this, oh. <coughs> oh, God Almighty! It, it's like if somebody put a pot on the oven instead of making gravy, they just made, made blood farts. Oh just, God! Gagging, bro. Gagging. Why did I do that to myself? Why did I do that? I don't know, man. I'm not Why? sure. I did that in the car today when I was running to the fucking, when I was going to my barber. <laughs> Shout out to Blue 52 Barbershop in Kenneth Square. Esther and Andre over there. You want to go take, uh, go check them out. Um, I farted in the car and I was like, you know, cause I start my day with either a coffee or an energy drink and usually I have to poop afterwards. Cause that's what happens. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to let one go. I'm just going to let one go. And then it just didn't go away. And it was no. just stuck there for the whole ride. Even when I opened the windows, it was like stuck to the fucking fabric of the car. Like for the love of God, someone help me, please. It was, that fart was a clo close talker. It's like <laughs> you. It's got a dragon tail on it. It's fucking back up, dude. <laughs> close talker. I can, It'll be like I, us at icons this year again. Like whoa, whoa, I can whoa. Hear you. I can hear you from across the room. You don't need need to be right next to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can smell you, you coming, sir. You fucking stink. Gross, dude. Yeah, that's right. Shackleford citywide special farts. That's right. P fucking you. Holy shit. <laughs> My favorite story is about Gene Simmons. <laughs> so Chad Ginsburg from CKY, he always would tell me stories about people he met. And Chad was smoking a cigarette the one time and Gene Simmons walked up from Kiss and he goes, oh, P U P U. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? So now every time somebody does, you know, it's like, oh, P U P U. Like the, the the awkward pause and everything. Like, yeah, that sounds like a Gene Simmons move there. I'm Gene Simmons from Kiss. Who's uh, <laughs> the comedian who does the fucking imitations? Um, Is that uh, that's Frank Caliendo? No, different guy. Oh my god, he does all the uh, does. He's on Stern a lot, or was? Uh, oh shit. Comes, from Seattle, he's, he does Al Pacino, but uh, he always talks about like Gene Simmons would call him and leave a voicemail, and go, "Hey, this is uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss." <laughs> he's like, "No, like it's a different Gene Simmons." Right. You know? <laughs> so every time I hear Gene Simmons, I go, "Oh, Craig Gas." That's like, his which, name. Yeah. You know, speaking of gas, fuck, seriously, man, it's, it's seriously, dude. Are you still suffering over there? And the window's open. Oh. And there's flies it's in blowing here. back at you. Yeah, there's fucking flies in here. Jesus so. Christ. Oh, but uh, Air that shit out. <laughs> we got to get you a fan in there, like a special fan you can leave under the desk no, to I, blow I, it out. Yeah. I need a, like a fucking special vacuum. Yeah, we got to get you. We got to get some of that poopery so you can leave in there and spray it, you know? <laughs> Uh, this just smells like oranges and, and poop. Well, would you rather smell oranges or, or poop? At that point, you smell poop anyway. That's true. I guess you're right. Yeah. Good God, man. Yeah. All right. Sit. Shitress. <laughs> <laughs> Shitress. 
Good God, dude. Yo, yo, guys, it smells like shitress in there. Yo, guys. It's the shits. I can't remember what regular air smells like. The trifecta is complete. Yeah. Love it, dude. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. (laughs) (laughs) That dude. Talk about a fucking lucky dude. He lived at fucking Eddie Van Halen's house. Crazy. Crazy. He lived in Eddie's guest house. That's nuts, dude. And then he moved out. I was like, why would you move out? Because he's Gene Simmons? Yeah, he's like, Eddie, you know, was kind of like sad I left. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of sad that you left. You're the ultimate, like, you're listening. Like he said, he would be in the guest house, and uh, he would just hear them rehearsing in the next room. It's like, it's like that's like my ultimate dream. This, you know, I'll wake up, go listen to Van Halen practice, you know. <laughs> and just fucking, oh my god! And this is like when they brought Sammy back in the band for the uh, 06, 07, or no, no, it was oh six. It was oh uh, hmm. four, oh five. That disaster of a tour, but, you know, um, because Eddie was, like, you know, kind of messed up. But, yeah, yeah, you're you're living in Eddie Van Halen's guest house. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and you you leave. Uh, Yeah, that's smart. Those are the things I daydream about. Yeah. This is like, you know, when I'm uh, waiting to do something I don't want to do, you know, what's something I want to do? Uh, yeah, live in Eddie Van Halen's guest house. You know, just listen to him randomly play guitar. Hear shit nobody's ever heard. I was before. just going to say, could you imagine all the records that nobody ever heard? Yeah. Yeah. Any of the riffs and shit that he made? Like, he could have been there to listen to the, you know, any of the, like the eruption riff. Like, come on, yeah. man. Come on. Dude, I've listened to that. Well, like, I love Eddie. And, like, oh, I, I, read interviews or listened to interviews where people were like, yeah, oh yeah, I would go over to Ed's studio and he would play me uh, like all the Sammy songs, but instead of Sammy singing, it was Eddie doing the, the, the lyrics with the guitar. I was like, what? Wow. And that's just sitting there in the vault, you know? Just, just there. Uh, dude, I, 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 I would just love to be able to just go in there and, you know, go and listen to those tapes, but... Crazy dude, yeah, that's a weird side road I went down. But. Hey man, that's what that's what the mind of the meanie is. We take side roads, back roads, fart roads. Yeah. You know, it's, people shit yeah. their pants sometimes here, man. I don't know what to tell you. Shit literally can happen. Yeah, I'm gonna. I need a shower. <laughs> I haven't showered yet just, or gone to the gym, so I'm with you right there. I smell like a fucking Italian hoagie. Oof. Yeah, dude. And I'm going to smell even worse after the gym. Oh, my God. It smells like anchovies, cunt. <laughs> Whoa, Bruno. Whoa, Bruno. Uh, yeah. No good, Bruno. That's no a George good. Carlin line. No good. <laughs> yo, yo, Bruno. <laughs> Easy there with the armpits. <laughs> yeah, of course. Fucking George, Car- George, George Carlin talk about the guy with the fucking shirt with the cut off sleeves. Whoa. No, his Bruno. Armpits. Bad Bruno. <laughs> that's literally every day on, on SEPTA though in the summer it's like you can just constantly you can just set your watch to the fact that someone either sitting next to you or sitting in the general vicinity of you is going to not wear deodorant and is going to smell like fucking horrific anchovy covered Italian hoagies and let me just remind you folks as the conventions are going to start booting up again over the winter time and you'll probably see me and night icons this year again for the love of God Please, I'm begging you, and so is Meanie. Please brush your teeth and wear deodorant. Like, even if you don't shower, which I hope you do, but if you don't, please just do those two things. Like, we don't need to smell you before you get to the table. You know? Yeah, there's a couple times. You were at uh, Icons with me last time. There's a couple times where you just see me, like, fucking moonwalk away from people, just like, oof. (laughs) Meanie's just like... Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. No, thank you, you. You're right on the cusp of it. This is like, yeah. Did you ever see that video where like two oceans meet? <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah. I'm like the guys. Like, I'll be over here on the blue side of the water. Yeah. Um, stand over, stand there. over there. Yeah. 
and listen, I, I, I love, that's what the story I was going to tell you in a second, but I, I love getting to just like chat with anybody. I love it. Yeah. And almost everybody we meet is super great hygiene wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole or, or, you know, like talk shit or anything, but like everybody is, most of the people are just so cool, clean, you know, well smelling. Oh God! Well, you get it once in a while. You're like, "Whoo! That smells like a bag of rotten apples that have been kept in shoes on the porch for six months." And somebody forgot to put the hamburger in the fridge. Oh God! Absolutely oh. nothing worse, man. Um, yeah, but I just i I can't handle it, man. But I was going to tell you. Uh, also, check out Foundation Radio, FoundationRadio.net. I have a great interview coming up with a guy named Cody Keenan, who was former President Obama's uh, speechwriter. Wrote a new book called Grace. It's fantastic. And uh, I used the phrase shoot job while I was talking to him before we started because we were just bullshitting before the show started. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, but this, whatever, this, that, and whatever. You know, I do property management, my shoot job. And I, went on, and I stopped myself after I was talking and I said, sorry about that. I said, I'm a pro wrestling guy. So, you know, sometimes all that's, the, that's what we call it, you know, me and my other co-host. And he goes, oh, no, no, I'm a wrestling guy. I, I, knew what you, I knew what you were saying there. I was like, oh, no shit. So we started talking. He's an attitude era guy and, you know, big time nice. fan of The Rock and, and Stone Cold and – you know, Ministry nice. of Darkness. We were talking about that with the, the Stephanie McMahon abduction and the crucifixion. Um, what is that? What is that symbol? Um, it's a crucifix, Michael. That's what it is. Um, but I said, I was like, Oh, I do another show. Uh, you know, with, you know, famous pro wrestler. It's called Mind of the Meanie. I said, you remember ECW? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, the blue meanie. And I shit you not. He has the same reaction. As everyone else does when you mention the blue meaning. <laughs> Holy shit, the blue meaning, that's amazing. That's so cool. Uh, I'm like, yeah, he's fucking he's amazing. Kind. So just to start this hashtag, hashtag everybody loves meaning. Um, wow. everybody knows meaning, and everyone hashtag everyone loves meaning. So um I, had to, I wanted to share that with you on the show because it's just like it's so cool to see that for you every time I talk to yeah. somebody. Like, oh man, the blue meaning is fucking awesome. How's he doing? He's great. Fucking cool guy in the room. <laughs> no, it's always cool to see who uh, the wrestling fans are and stuff like that, and uh, interact with them on social media, and you know, follow them, and they you know, follow you back. You know, it's, it's always cool to see who the wrestling fans are, and yeah, yeah, because everybody wants to be the anti fan. Oh, I stopped watching when I was a kid, and yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, there's plenty of adults who watch pro wrestling, and there's. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. And the shit out there uh, right now is fantastic because Hunter's fucking killing it right now. I can't, I can't watch wrestling. Uh, I, I, I can't watch. It's too fake. Oh, but hold on. I gotta go watch Real Housewives of <laughs> Antarctica. I gotta and, go watch uh, The Mass Singer. Yeah. I love The Mass Singer. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. All these reality shows, you know, uh, Basketball Wives and, uh, these fake reality shows, you know, scripted reality shows, I should say. Uh, but yeah, I can't watch pro wrestling because it's too fake. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got to give a shout at the Sorensen level. He already started the hashtag. Everybody loves me. Already is too there. Kind. It's too the truth. It is the absolute truth and the gospel. Um, but I had to share. Who's been the person that surprised you the most? I mean, literally now you're like a step away from Barack Obama, which is pretty cool. But like, yeah. how do you, who was the person that surprised you the most that you met? That you were like, oh, I didn't realize you were a wrestling fan. That's really fucking cool. I don't know. Uh, met Nicholas Cage once. At uh, he came to a show, so it's not. It wasn't like we were out in the wild. Like an EC, he came to an ECW show. No, he came to WWE in Anaheim. Oh, like anytime WWE ran LA Anaheim, like tons of like celebrities would just come out, and uh, he was he was there with his son. Is uh, fucking THQ was there uh, taking photos for the next game, and I was you know putting gear on to go get my photo taken. I think it's for the first SmackDown game. I was like a bonus character in that game, and uh, I'm about to go deal with THQ. And Owen Owen Hart walks around, and goes, "Oh yeah, Nicholas Cage is over there." I was like, "What?" So I was, I was like, huh? So like I fucking go over. God damn, he's standing right there. I go over and introduce myself and he goes so said, Hey, uh, this is the blue mean. I was like, All right. You know, <laughs> that's that's kinda cool. And then uh I always butcher his name, Michael 
Clark Duncan or Michael Duncan Clark. Yeah, Mike, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And this is before I really knew. I thought he, I thought he was like a wrestler. He, I thought he was there for a tryout, like the, the guy's big and jacked. You know, yeah, he the guy could, guy could have been a wrestler. Yeah, and, dude, uh, he, he was, was a beast. There was like a like a kid. No, it's technically catering, but there's like. A table there with a coffee and all this other stuff. He's making a cup of coffee. I make a cup of, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And then, you know, two months later, I'm watching the Green Mile. I was like, holy shit, that's the guy from Anaheim. What the fuck? You know, and, um, fucking, uh, Bo Bridges was there, Jeff Bridges' brother. Wow. Uh, and then a whole bunch of the, the family were there and super nice, super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in their, in their house, there's a photo of me with them because they, we all took a photo together and the shame of it is like, this is like before cell phone cameras and stuff like that. You had the, uh, the, the disposable one time cameras and stuff like that. So yeah. I might have a photo somewhere in my house on a, on a roll of film I haven't developed yet, but my God, wait, that would be incredible. If you found a fucking cache of undeveloped disposable cameras, imagine the yeah. treasure trove you would find on that shit, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, make that. Worth, uh, I'm gonna make that my mission, man. We're gonna fucking <laughs> dig through. We're gonna find those disposable cameras, and we're gonna make it fucking Patreon exclusive stuff, dude. That would be <laughs> sick, man. Well, if it's stuff I could share. Well, uh, obvious. Yeah, I mean, obviously not the. Yeah. My uh, whatever the '90s version of OnlyFans would be. Uh, yeah, that would be, uh, that's cool, man. I, I, no, I had to share that with you because, like I said, I always, I always get surprised because everybody I meet, anytime I talk about, anytime I talk about, yeah, the blue meeting, it's the same reaction, man. It's fucking great. Yeah. I just, I'd love that yeah. for you. It's just, it's just awesome. Uh, little Jimmy, little Jimmy Sorensen from Nebraska says, in my humble opinion, the blue meeting outranks President Obama on coolest of people to ever meet. And sir, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that one. I'm going to go ahead and give you a yo cuz on that one. Yo cuz. Because I agree. I thought you were going to say cool as a president. I was like, I was, well, I was never president, but you know, president meanie. I'm just saying, no, look, we're, 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 we're speaking the hall of fame thing into existence. Yeah. Just saying, man, <laughs> just saying, dude, like if they, if they yeah. put you guys in the hall of fame and they induct, like, let's just say it's the blue world order and they induct a blue world order into the hall of fame. Like if your rings aren't blue, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed. Be very kind. Be very kind. <laughs> it's going to happen, kind guys. Words. We're going to see Meanie at speaking the Hall of, of Fame. Kind words, speaking of kind words, I have to give a shout out to uh, Road Dog, Jesse James, uh, and Cassio Kid. Uh, I was listening to their new episode over there on uh, Friends of the Show, Ad Free Shows. And me and Cassio are like text every day. But uh, yeah. I forget what. Oh, they were talking about WrestleMania 15 in Philly. And. You know, I was part of the match, and Cassio was like, "Give me a random, you know, blue meanie story." And he was just Road Dog had some very nice words about me you know, to say about me. He said, uh, "Meanie's kind of like a bumblebee. You know, he doesn't look like he should be able to fly, but he can fly, and you know, he can work and all that." He said some really nice things about me, and uh, meant a lot. You know, because, that's awesome. Uh, I respect him. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him and his his family. He comes from you know, wrestling royalty as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to tune into a podcast, to listen to a podcast. And then my name comes up and, uh, they said some very nice things about me, which is kind of cool. Uh, the, you know, it's like eavesdropping, you know, when you hear somebody saying something nice about you when you're, you're not expecting it yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, it was very cool. That's that was very cool. cool. So, uh, shout out to them and thank you for the, uh, the kind words and the love. And that shows yeah. that shows called You Didn't Know, and that's on ad free shows, right? Oh, you didn't know? That's it. Make sure you check that out, guys. It's a great program. Yeah. Thank you, Road Dog, for the love. Uh, you know, and Nick Hausman, Wrestling Inc. Uh yeah. gave a nice, yeah, he put gave a nice out piece a, on you and made sure to include the mind of the meanie, which thank you very much. Uh what was what's cool about that is like my non wrestling fans like saw the the article. Mm. Link for the article. Oh, I just read this thing for you. And I was like, oh, well, they showed the article. I was like, it just showed up in my news feed or whatever. I was like, oh, cool. Neat. You know, so that's dope, man. That's super yeah, so dope. It's, it's, it's cool when, you know, you know, my wrestling stuff reaches not my non wrestling fans and yeah. uh, stuff like that. So 
That's awesome, dude. You know what else is awesome? What's that, sir? A question I'm about to ask you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Start that. Be like Meanie. Yeah, of course. Would you like to? Would you like to ask Meanie? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget. I gotta fix that fart and make a really nasty one. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag Ask Meanie, and you may hear them on the show depending on what you ask. But I got a good one for you here to start this off. Another sports-related question. Matt nice. from Dover wants to know, is Aaron Judge the real home run leader if he hits 62? In a lot of people's eyes, he will be. You know, because, you know, uh, I guess, you know, the, the whole thing about the home run race with uh, McGuire and Sosa, you know, it was it was awesome TV and stuff like that, but like it kind of became tainted once you know people you know start finding out McGuire was juicing, you know, and you know uh, Barry Bonds was juicing and stuff like that. So for uh, Aaron Judge to reach sixty one, I'm going. I'm assuming he's natural, he's clean, is is pretty special. You know, it's it's pretty cool to see that. You know, uh, it, it doesn't happen often. You know, so if he hits number 62, if, you know, opposing pitchers, you know, don't fucking walk him like, you know, five times a game, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, or four times a game just so he doesn't reach it, you know, that'd be fucked up. But <clears throat> just pitch to the guy, you know, um, if he, if he hits 62, that'd be pretty cool. You know, it'd, it'd be pretty cool to watch it as well. I was just talking to somebody at the bar last night. You know, it's kind of cool, like back in the, you know, 80s. Well, the, the home run thing, that was, uh, was that the 90s? Uh, 97, McGuire, 98, yeah. Yeah, but like back in the day, like when, uh, Pete Rose was going for the Hit King record and stuff like that, they would break through on, you know, TV programs with special report. Yeah. You know, and they would show the at bats, you know, and then, we take you back to your regularly scheduled program and they go back to the show and then the next at bat, you know, they break through again. It's like, it's crazy. Back in the day, they used to do that kind of shit for sporting records and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of cool, you know, uh, but if, if judge does it, you know, uh, that'd be talk about a guy who fucking bet on himself and won. Yeah. Absolutely. They offered him, they offered him like 300 million and he said, nah, you know, I think I'm going to take a risk here and shit. He might get 400 million now. Yeah. So, After this, we'll I'm see. sure. And he's going to earn every dollar of it for sure. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if Matt from Dover was asking me that question, but I will answer that as well. Um, sure. I, I would say yes. Uh, I would say that Aaron judge is the home run is the home run King at this point. Um, I, uh, I have a really sour taste in my mouth about bonds, even though to be clear, bonds was never actually, uh, found to be using performance enhancing steroids, but if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, uh, same thing with McGuire and Sosa. Um, I just, I can't see how you would let those records stand. I don't, I don't see how that works. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, yes, I'm in the camp that Aaron Judge is the, as long as it shows and it's proved that he is, you know, uh, clean. I, uh, I can't imagine at this point he wouldn't be. Um, but yeah. Thanks for the question, Matt. That's, uh, we love the sports questions, guys. Like a reminder, always send us sports questions because yeah. Meanie and I love talking that shit. Um, if, uh, if you get a chance, watch Ken Burns' documentary on baseball called Baseball. And, uh, you know, there's an episode, there's, a one of the, uh, it's a, I forget how many part, it's a multi-part series. I forget how many, you know, episodes are, but there's one that deals with the steroid era. And they uh, talked to the uh, reporter who just happened to, you know, be at so-and-so's lock, somebody's locker and was reading the, the you know, the bottles on the thing. It was like, well, what's this thing? And I forgot what the name of the uh, steroid was, but like he started looking into it and that's how the whole, you know, st steroid scandals pretty much started and stuff like that. Crazy, dude. Crazy. But it's a great documentary either way, so watch it either way, but. If you're into history documentaries, Ken Burns also did another great documentary on PBS called The U.S. and the Holocaust. Gripping three-part show. Absolutely fantastic. Ken Burns is just 
unbelievably good at everything he does. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, yes. Mark, Mark and Dryden wants to know, who were your guys' favorite enhancement talents? Mine, being from Canada, is Iron Mike Sharp. Also, <laughs> did you see, as it happened, Mulky Mania on TBS? I didn't see it on TBS, but because uh, we didn't have TBS in Atlantic City at the time. But, like, they would always show it on, you know, NWA Worldwide and stuff like that. I uh, got to do a show with the Mulkies. I kind of fucking marked the fuck out over it. Um, it was at WrestleCade down in North Carolina the one year. And we were in the uh, George South Battle Royal that they had every year. And uh, the Mulkies were in it. I just was like, oh. I went up to him, shook his hand. I was like, this is fucking cool. Thank you very much. And I went and, took, you know, took photos with him and stuff like that. But, you know, Jim Cornette coined the phrase. Coined damn. the phrase. Yeah, he coined the phrase, uh, Mulkey Mania. Because <laughs> uh, I guess they got the, uh, they, I forgot who they beat on TBS, but they, uh, got a rare victory on TBS. They're like, Mulkey Mania is running wild. You know, Whoa. but good guys. Uh, I still talk to him here and there on social media and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely cool. Uh, favorite enhancement guys? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, they were all important, you know. Yeah, I'd say probably for me the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, he's my favorite. I mean, I was just the static one. Like that was always there. You can always count on them. Jose Luis Rivera. Yeah, I, I would love the way you know Fink would announce people. Yeah, uh, he always made, he always made everybody sound important. important. Yeah, you know that we have a clip somewhere of the Fink announcing you. Yes, it's incredible. It very cool. Yeah, and it was very cool. I got to uh, have. Uh, I never knew this existed. Somebody sent me a clip. Gorilla Monsoon calling one of my matches, and. uh it's me and Stevie against. I forget who me and Stevie were against, but you know what? It was like, oh, yeah, it was like on Shotgun Saturday. Not, not Shotgun. It, well, it wasn't when Shotgun was Shotgun. You know, it wasn't cool anymore. But yeah, wait a second. Gorilla Monsoon called one of your yeah. matches. Yeah, sick, dude. That's pretty fucking cool. Do you do you have access to that? I have to find it. If anybody, uh, anybody who's out there, uh, I will personally send you, uh, I will p- purchase and send you a t-shirt, uh, from, hey, uh, hey, hey, from hey. pro slash mind of the mini. If you can find the gorilla monsoon audio of the match that he called to the blue mini so we can put it up on our socials and our Patreon. I mean, that is, that's next level, dude. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, a, like, you have like uh, the monsoon call, you have Finkel announcing you, like how much sicker the meeting with Vince McMahon where he said, Manny. Like, how much sicker can you get in life, dude? Uh, I had Lance Russell call one of my matches when I was in Memphis. Got, uh, Larry Zabisco called one of my matches. Jim Ross. Uh, of course, Joey Styles. Oh, yeah. I mean, the king. Somewhere, actually, there's somewhere there's, out there, there's a tape. Somebody told me this exists. I did it one show for UPW out in California, uh, against the Navajo Warrior and, they put out a VHS of it, and I haven't been able to track this down, but somebody said John Cena did the commentary over my match. And this was when John Cena was the prototype, you know, for uh, UPW. This is before, you know, he officially got called up to WWE and all that stuff. Somebody said he, you know, he, he called that match. So somewhere out there. Is uh, John Cena doing commentary for the Blue Meanie versus Navajo Warrior somewhere? That would be something special to find. Yeah. Pod Squad and listeners out there, we are putting it on you to find that audio. I want to hear that shit. Uh, yeah. But that is super cool, man. I got to figure out a way to work uh, the Fink call into the intro because it's just, it's so good, man. Like, I should, that shit should, should, should not be in the, in the archive. Oh, dude. Fucking, uh, I was just. Uh, watching my AEW appearance and fucking Tony Schiavone says my name. I, 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 re- I was like, dude, uh, I reached out to him. I was like, dude, this is like a bucket list moment stuff. I was like, as somebody who grew up watching NWA worldwide, yeah, uh, I can't tell you how much this meant to me. And he was very 
kind with his uh, reply there. That's cool, but, man. Uh, That's super yeah. cool. Did you yeah. did you mark out for the the monkey mania the way that I marked out about the Dudley Boys to you the other day when we were talking? Was it like that? Uh, which you said you marked out about the monkey mania when I sent you the text oh, yeah. about the Dudley's going to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was so oh, embarrassed, dude. Nah, it's funny. Um, Chris Tilliard wants to know. You've probably had this before, but which tag team parody that you did with Stevie Richards was your favorite? And they spelled favorite with a U, so thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I guess the one that kicked it off was, you know, the, the fabulous ones, you know, Stevie and Stan. <laughs> uh, and the, the funny thing about that is, like, we kind of did it around, like, on the Indies, like, we kept calling ourselves the Fabulous Ones and we were at, on a show out in Pittsburgh for Norm Connors. Yeah, Coco Beware on the show. And we're sitting there doing this promo, calling ourselves the Fabulous Ones, Stevie and Stan. And he's just look, looking at us like, you guys are not Steve Kern and Stan Lane. <laughs> just like, he, he wasn't privy to you know, what we were doing in ECW. So we were doing ECW stuff in our promo in the show for the show. And he's just looking at us like, what? <laughs> but uh yeah that was kind of cool because yeah. that was the that was the thing that kicked off all the parodies that we we were doing yeah uh mark and dryden wants to know since i le- just heard the news on smackdown and read your post on twitter let's see oh, yeah. a memory or story or two about antonio anoki and what is his legacy in wrestling dude i'm embarrassed that i didn't bring this up sooner you know, rest in peace, Antonio Noki. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, this, the, the news broke late last night and I was fucking hammered. Uh, I started doing some posts on social media, but, uh, talk about a career. You know, uh, guy goes, you know, be, from becoming a, a young budding wrestler to one of the guys who created one of the most influential wrestling promotions in the world with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then after, Pro wrestling goes into politics, and yeah. as a, I'm not big on, I'm not privy to Japanese politics, but I'm assuming he did well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's you know so many people influenced by, dude, fucking, you know, famously, you know, fought Muhammad Ali. You know, uh, the, the fight wasn't that spectacular, but. When you think of the ramifications that came out of him against Ali, right? You know, Ali had to go to the hospital after that from with because you know, he got he turtled up, laid on his back, and just you know kicked at Ali's legs the whole fight because he didn't want you know he knew if he stood up, you know, Ali could throw a punch and knock him out. But right, <clears throat> Ali had to go to the hospital because you know he started getting blood clots in his legs. Oh shit! Which kind of started the downfall of Ali's career. It's crazy, you know, and yeah. just from that, you know, Anoki match. But influential guy, um no 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 shame in saying, you know, he's probably one of the pillars of the wrestling industry. You know, you know probably one of the top two or three uh influential Japanese wrestlers. You know, there's Ricky Dozen and, and Giant Baba. And then uh, Tony Onoki, you know, if you're going to talk about like people who, uh, you know, made wrestling what it was in Japan, you know. So, uh, yes, it, it, it sucks to hear when somebody passes away, but, you know, even when it's unexpected, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, like, holy shit. You know, um, that's why I always say give people their roses while they're still with us because you never know. Yeah. You know. Not that I have access to Antonio Inoki, but, uh, you know, just, it would be nice to have something for him while he was still with us, you know? Yeah. But, um, it's a shame. It's a shame. It, it, it sucks, you know, that another, you know, A, that, you know, he died. It sucks when anybody dies, but another part of my childhood, you know, uh, going away yeah. sucks, but, you know, it, so, like I said, it sucks when anybody dies, but especially, you know, somebody that, you know, uh, influential and, and something I love, which is professional wrestling. 
Rest in peace, Antonio Inoki. I have one follow-up question for you. And it's a very important yes. one to ask here. Little <laughs> Jimmy from Nebraska wants to know, what would your tag team name be with Adam? Hmm. It's a good question. Yeah, yes. Also, friends, uh, my lights just flashed. That was not a uh, not a drill here. I'm hoping I don't lose power, so we're going to try to get through the end of this episode before we have another power outage. Uh, yeah, what would man. our what would our uh, what would our tag team name be? I know that my uh, my 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 street name would either be Doctor Butts Carlton or <laughs> Hans Butterfield. So that would be my that'd be my my working name, brother. It had to be something with the name of the show, right? The Minds of the Meanie, or the I don't know. The mind and the meanie. Uh, I, we have to come up with something good. It's got to be, we got to yeah. think about this. Jimmy, we're going to think about this. We're going to get back to you. Good question. Uh, good question. The, the best questions are ones that are the hardest to answer. Yeah. So, that's actually that's yeah. a really good one. Thank you for the question. And thank you, Pod Squad and, and uh, friends, for all of your questions. But, meaning, where can everybody find you on social media? If you give, if you give me two seconds. Thank two. you. Thank you, Pod Squad. We appreciate all of your questions and all your chat boxes over here as well. Uh, it's always a good time to, uh, and we, it, it does. It really gives us topics, uh, while we're talking and it helps us, you know, carry on the show and we love it. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and, uh, and, 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 and sign up and become a patron today so you can watch us record this and watch me stumble through words because apparently it's my first day talking. So. Well, thank you. Thank you for carrying the show today because I, uh, yeah, I woke up. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the comments for that fucking guy to comment again and be like, "Uh, shut this fucking guy up. It's not the mind yeah. of Adam. Whatever, dude. Uh, don't listen. Yeah. So, Meanie, uh, uh, the most important question. Yes, sir. Where can everybody find you on social media? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie, you can follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media. At Blue Meanie BWO. That's... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, yeah, I'm on there. I don't know what I'm doing. But, uh, <laughs> I, I want to do TikTok, but I don't want the. I don't want to do anything stupid. I don't know. Uh, not that people do stupid things on there. I just would feel stupid myself doing something on there. I don't know. Uh, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to pricelinktees.com slash blue meanie uh got some great shirts on there i got some designs i haven't put up yet i'm eager to put up but i i'd like to space them out so go to prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie if uh, you would like to support my net meanie go to prowrestlingtees.com slash my net meanie every single dollar you spend there goes right back into keeping the lights on here at my net meanie uh also go to collar and elbow uh the wrestling brand the collar and elbow brand.com Use coupon code MEANIE. Save 10%. They got a lot of great designs over there. Uh, you know, shout out to Rod Hicks. Love what he's doing over there. So go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE. Save 10%. Uh, if you know, you're, you're looking good with the t-shirts and you're a bearded fellow like myself, go to MadCatBeardCare.com with the blue spruce. Uh, Josh Thornton is doing a fantastic job over there. All the money goes back into taking care of feral cats. He takes care of the kitties. So go to madcatbeardcare.com. Get the blue spruce. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Uh, <laughs> speaking of looking good, uh, shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim, uh, made a three of three only handmade custom BWO. Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair of sneakers took Jim about 50, 50 hours per pair. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so if you want to watch him make these fantastic shoes, uh, he does you know, videos and photos making of. Go to GOI Kicks on all forms of social media. So follow Jim Nilsson at GOI Kicks. Watch him do all this fantastic work. Uh, if you would like a custom video by the Blue Meanie, go to cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Birthdays, holidays, well wishes, all your Blue Meanie video needs uh, are over there at Blue Meanie, or excuse me, at cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. But more importantly, 
Mr. Bernard, how can we find you? I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, Facebook, or yeah, listen to me, Facebook. Let me try that one again. First day with a new mouth. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, this is Goober. That's my handle. Yes, it is my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You guys check out my show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Uh, again, like I said, I have a brand new interview coming up with uh, former Barack Obama speechwriter Cody Keenan, also a fan of the Blue Meanie. Uh, so you want to check that out on Tuesday, uh, at the day after this show airs. So foundationradio.net. Go over to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio. Pick up a shirt. Help keep the lights on here at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Twitter, Instagram, mind of the meanie. Follow us everywhere. Pod Squad, thank you so much for joining us each and every day. Uh, when we record this show, Blue Meanie, I want to say thank you as always for uh, putting up with my nonsense. And uh, <laughs> thank you for doing this program with me for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the Meanie. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Mini's brain out. The world of NLW Radio never stops.